0: Thank you. Hello, my name is Jack Oatway. And I am Jay Oatway, and this is Like Dragon, Like Son, the father and son D&D podcast that uh, has two different generations talking about, well, the world's greatest role-playing game. And is now one years old. Yeah. We're like... We made it. We're like uh, taking our... If we were a baby, we'd be like taking our first steps. goo goo Yeah. Um, We also have in the studio this today, our... Pet familiar. Yep, our cat always shows
1: up right on cue. Our... If you hear some clanging, meowing. Yep,
0: that's him uh,
1: participating
0: because because we're like that sort of family. We Scratching. we bring we bring our pets to the D and D table.
1: Yeah, but where do those pets come from? The outer planes, obviously. Now, if you watched our last episode. Well, that's you may true. Because
0: familiars, familiars, you have sometimes have familiars that are like what? Fae, fiend, celestial. Okay. Yeah. Well, phase phase plane, right? But, well, that is an interplane. Yes, but, but but you have celestial or, or, or fiend. fiend. Those are definitely outer planes. The outer planes, yeah. So so yeah. Look, look. We've been we've been at this a year, about the same amount of time that many of us around the world have been cooped up, uh, unable to travel because of the pandemic and things. So we thought, you know what would be great? Let's do another vacation episode. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So we're going to have a tour
0: of the outer planes. Yeah, we're getting out of the material plane for a little bit, and going inter- for a little a little vacay, yeah. and um, and we're trying to think. Well, you know, what would be what would be a good place to go to? Um, and and first of all, it's important to recognize that the planes are divided between the you know upper planes and lower planes. Yes, and, that is right. And it's a very you know, it's a very smooth, a sort little of, black and white. It I is you know. a very. It's almost like a very dualist. You know, um, do. Du- dual theism yeah. Um, idea of, like, yep, there's a heaven and a hell, essentially. But they make it more nuanced than that. There's a lot of variety there's in there. Like six,
1: seven different there, hells. And yeah.
0: We got 16 planes in total that we, we can, like, go and tour around. Two of them are sort of pure neutral in yeah. between. And, and yeah. six on the upper and six on the lower. And that's that's fun. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, if I'm doing a vacay, I'm, like, I'm probably probably not going to do the lower planes no that's not you know that's idea. just work yeah. and and for anybody who's an adventurer in d d yeah you you know that's your day job that's like okay we're off to the lower planes you know to do you know whatever horrible thing the dm's making us do this week
1: <laughs> that's right but I suppose this is well here's my first sort of take I feel anytime you get to planar travel you're a higher level right there's not many campaigns where you started a super low level in a random plane Uh, of existence
0: and often that's just because the stuff that you meet and greet is a little bit scarier than goblins but but there's there are many places and we discussed some of them in in the inner planes one things like the city of brass which seem to be like hubs of of commerce they seem to be a place where people are trading they're you know coming and going with goods and things or they're they're um they're traveling there themselves from other planes and it does sort of seem that with the right sort of protections the right level of whatever you you might have um that yeah you know some of these places just about anybody could go and visit if they wanted to you know like these places should support tourism exactly and some of them in the name make you go hey i really want to go
1: there and some make you go hey i really really don't but in giving each plane a fair shot I think we talk a little bit about our first impressions, what we think, a little bit of the lore that exists, and how you can put them into your own story.
0: And actually, you can find quite a bit of stuff. We'll be lifting a lot of stuff from the DMG. Well, and I'm looking in the Player's Handbook right now as well. Player's Handbook, Appendix C, The Planes of Existence. Or Uh, DMG Chapter 2, Creating a Multiverse. Yeah, both places. Easy, quick, huge resource for uh, every D&D player out there. You're going to have those books for sure. Um, I was also looking through some of the other extended bits, uh, not that we may get to it today, but, uh, Tome of Foes has a really big write up on the blood wars between hell and yeah, the abyss, which the we'll touch on demons moment, and, and devils. So, um, if you want to get into a bit more of it, and of course, you know, there isn't not every one of these places has got a ton of official lore that said, sure going back over several editions which again are they canon by 5e well i'm just saying that that yeah there's been a lots of changes things can go up and down but if you are looking for a uh, little bit of inspiration for inspiration uh, you can find a lot of the resources online um, going back into to 4e 3e 2E, uh more write ups more discussions of things of what the planes might look like or what's going on there and, and the pantheons within each one mm. and the little dramas that are playing out. If I could give us a quick idea before we even get into some of the specifics, what to sort of
1: start picturing with our outer planes. They're typically kind of controlled by deities or the homes of deities in many cases. Some of us imagine they sort of like sit along the stars or above the cloud like some, you know, Christian god. But many of them, at least if you want it to be, uh, can live on some of these planes of existence. So, you know, much like many of us imagine the Raven Queen lives in the Shadowfell and some, you know, fabulous Fey Prince lives in the Feywild, you know, there can be certain celestial gods. Like, perhaps Paylor sits atop Mount Celestia in your world, you know? Um, there are many different, you know, places they could live. And we'll get into some of those places and what they sort of mean, but it does mean they also kind of usually get a lot of control over what the place looks like. And for anybody there, they could make you know, something field just around the corner or impossibly far away. Um, which is why it's kind of hard to visualize them sometimes. It's like gritted out
0: on a map. Yeah. But anybody who's ever lived in a big city knows that, you know, sometimes it takes longer to cross the town than it might to cross the whole country. So, uh, getting, yeah. getting across the city sometimes does weird, happen. magical traffic
1: interference and, and shifting things. It's, it's all tricky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, deceptive, you know, appearances can be deceptive. Things are pretty chaotic, generally, unless you're in a lawful plane. Perhaps but I want
0: to also put out before we get started here, also within these chapters, there's a, uh, a little section about Sigil and the Outlands. Yes. And I think it's really important to mention this because especially, you know, if you're a DM and you're thinking, how are we going to do all of this stuff? Especially if you want to do a fun like sort of tour, trade, commerce, interaction sort of thing. Uh, the outlands, which are listed uh, again both in both places. the DM guide is actually maybe got a slightly better version of it. Uh, describes the outland as a plane between the outer planes, it is a plane of neutrality, which is great because then like everybody like is welcome, incorporating a little of everything and keeping all aspects of the paradoxical balance simultaneously concordant and in opposition. The plane has a varied terrain with prairies, mountains, and shallow rivers. Nice place. The Outlands is circular like a great disc. Uh, some even say that because it's a great disc, that's you know also why we need to use the, and there's some different arguments on this one, the great wheel cosmology of, which is how we're going to be viewing. Which is yeah, the way we're going to Way find five, it. He looks at, at the planes. Um, And around this circle, anyways, on the outside edge are these 16 settlements. They call them gate towns. Uh, Each are built around a portal that leads to one of the outer planes. So as we go through some of our little planes of existence here, I'm also going to talk a little bit about the gate town that represents it. And if you were to want to do sort of a light version of that plane, what visiting that town might be
1: like. Yeah. Like, imagine a little, you know, it, to put it in, I don't know, what's a way, like a Chinatown? Yeah. Uh, you know, a little, like a little... a not really authentic...
0: A little Britain, a little uh, Italy, a little uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, K-Town. Uh, I don't know what you want to call them. You know, every... I'm sure if anybody's, you know, listening, there's been to, you know, Major City, you know that there's there's ethnically diverse neighborhoods uh and ones that are very ethnically homogenous and in those neighborhoods you you get a particular vibe and a feeling and that's kind of the way that these these gate towns work Mm. yeah but is that all the disclaimers
1: should we jump into the wheel yeah yeah start somewhere nice let's start at a very nice place oh by the way familiar with alignments everything falls into the lawful good chaotic evil type spectrum and that's how things are aligned on the wheel
0: yeah and i don't know how as D D moves forward and abandons alignment which is fantastic that it's doing because it's always been a controversial thing how that then affects the planes i don't know but we'll see but starting with the lawful good plane
1: which means imagine if there's 16 little things this is up in like the upper left quadrant not quadrant but you know that idea yeah. right it's the That little bit, like that perfect balance between um, lawful and good right there. Um, Mount Celestia. It is a, what it describes as a single sacred mountain rising from a shining silver sea to our heights barely visible and utterly incomprehensible with seven different plateaus marking the heavenly layers. The so seven much, heavens, yeah, baby. Like there's seven or nine layers of hell.
0: There's typically yeah. seven heavens. And you, you'll hear like these little like these little expressions in there. Like you've probably heard somebody somewhere along the line goes, you know, like I'm in seventh heaven. Mm. Like that's like the best heaven. Yeah. I mean. I, I don't know if that's the same as cloud nine, but Yeah. <laughs> Well, this one, I
1: imagine, is a very nice place to be, you know? There's creatures that are just nice, good, you know? There's cl- people climbing, you know, looking for aspirations, you know? Good is, is rewarded here, you know? Beautiful sights. I don't know. I, reaching It, it sounds
0: terrible. It sounds like all these people walking around all the time being, like, way too overly nice and, like, <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, it's such a lovely day, isn't it? Oh, and, and good day to you as well. And it's way too happy. Yeah. Way
1: too like, if but it's about order as well. And putting evil in its place. Mm. Um,
0: and then being a little bit too bureaucratic about it as yeah. well. But well, and that's how I see it's little gate town, which is called Excelsior. <laughs> right. uh, and the Excelsior, uh, the Excelsior is like a incredibly well run five-star hotel. And, mm. um, it is gorgeous you head inside everything is like super posh luxury deep like thick carpets big comfy sofas um and if you're the right kind of person you can just totally hang out there their you know concierge is super great to you everything but if you're not quite the right type of person Mm. um if you look like a bit of a scoundrel And like, who doesn't have a DD character that looks like a bit scoundrel? I I mean, all mine look like scoundrels. Yeah. Uh, they're going to, they're going to try and move you along. They're going to be like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, madam. Uh, yes, you can't, you can't sit here This is for the paying guests. And then even if you were a paying guest, they, 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 you know, I just feel like there's the lawful good doesn't necessarily mean that they're accepting of everyone. Hmm. In fact, I almost feel that the laws they have are a little, like, a little, a little judgy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the way I imagine the mountain as well is, like, this big, like, plateaus on the mountain going up and up and up. I imagine, like, you can't really climb it based on just physical strength, you know, of being able to climb a mountain really well. There's some being controlling
0: how far up you can really sort of get. Yeah. Well, and that's why I love the idea of where the gate towns being, like, mini microcosms of the bigger thing that if the Excelsior was like this town as a big hotel that you could go up in the lift, but like only so far, like you have like some sort of like limiter based on, you know, what floor that you're staying on that you can't go above it. Um, And it's just like the super VIP lounge at the top. Everyone wants to get up there. Yeah. But only the most righteous can (laughs) most celestial.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a sublime mountain, beautiful place to be where it it says here creatures can let down their guard. But why would my party end up in Mount Celestia?
0: I don't know. If if they end up at Excelsior, it's probably because they're meeting somebody in the lobby who's going to give them something.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, meeting up with an angel, being summoned by some sort of angel. Yeah. to like request, please come with me to Mount Celestia, or find some sort of ancient treasure with righteous intent, or you know maybe they're not supposed to be there and
0: they've snuck in. Well, that's I suppose what happens in the VIP lounge, because in each of these gate towns, you get a, a party of evil a characters. In no, Mount there's Celestia. a portal in each of these gate towns that actually then goes into the plane itself, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, the super VIP re- lounge would be the portal to. Uh, The seven heavens.
1: I could also imagine the portal, like, being what takes you to the base of the mountain, you know? Yeah. It's like, everybody, line up, start the climb, you know? Um, And it takes, like, entire lifetimes or whatever, you know? Some people can't even really start, like, even begin to start getting up it. Um, And, like, you look around, that, you know, guy next to you is already way further up like how did that happen in a matter of seconds you know it takes you uh, so much time to trot up it but yeah gazing toward the peak fills even the most jaded travelers with awe it says and for each of these planes there's an optional mechanical rule for creatures on the plane you know to spice things up a little bit to give you flavor yeah to give you flavor to like be the atmosphere sort of different here you know things change um so the optional rule for this plane is blessed beneficent beneficence beneficence um in contrast to the dissonance experienced by evil creatures here, there's a rule for dissonance above if you want to read it. I think it's a bit whatever. Good creatures are literally blessed by the pervasive beneficence of the plane. Good or sorry, Creatures of good alignment gain the benefit of a blessed spell as long as they remain on the plane. In addition, finishing a long rest on the plane grants a good creature the benefit of a lesser restoration spell. Um, so constant D4 to your you know, attacks and saves as long as you're good character again alignment's a little off what do you define as good what are you fighting here well you're maybe you're not supposed to be here perhaps there's a a lethal incursion perhaps there is people fighting for sport and for righteous and for honor
0: or you know they'll all be blessed as well Mm -hmm. so it just might as well just negate these numbers it's all it cancels out none of this it's just it's all just too many goody two-shoes hanging out (laughs) is there's
1: you know yeah i mean there's a problem with the upper plains is they're a little too you know, nice.
0: Yeah. Especially this
1: one. Some of them we'll get into that are actually
0: quite fun, but so, but okay. Maybe, maybe these places are, so maybe this idea of the vacation idea as well in your game is okay. My players have reached some sort of mid tier, uh, and we're going to give them like a year of downtime, right? In between this and the next sort of portion of the campaign. Mm. And, and in that year of downtime, yeah, they end up in maybe really strange places like this. Like, hey, where were you for the last year? Oh, yeah, the Sun Soul I, Monk was climbing Mount Celestial. I've, uh, I've been up on Mount Celestial. Yeah, and and maybe yeah, that was part of their leveling up to say between level nine and ten or something. I imagine this is where a lot of angels come from as well. Mount
1: Celestia, your classic, you know, uh, diva. Is that the name of it? Not yeah. in the sense of you yeah, know. Yeah but like in the sense of the deva yeah big wings yeah righteous bald in some cases you know that idea cherub stuff like that this gives me the sort of a heaven type vibe although this is not the most good 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 plane out there um and so if you're ready yeah, we hop over a little bit further up the wheel going to bitopia which is the halfway point between lawful good and neutral good the twin paradises baby it is the twin paradises of Bitopia. Um You can even sort of hear it in because the name utopia, you know, two one,
0: utopias. One paradise just wasn't enough. Mm? You know what would be better than one paradise? Two paradise. And they're facing each other.
1: So you look upwards and you see the other paradise above you. Uh, this one's a little weird. It's one that really people don't think about a lot. Like, a lot of people know Mount Celestia. You know, that's one of the classic celestial, you know, makes you think that immediately. It's, like, pretty sure. much in the name. And it, I think it sort of Bitopia? It back
0: yeah. the idea of Mount Olympus and some of the mm. other, like, Greek god sort of ideas and things. You know, we have that sort of concept where this one I'm not totally sure I get. Um, yeah. Bitopia, well, hopefully I can sort of share what I think, is
1: two different types of heaven the mix between lawful good on one end and neutral good on the other facing each other
0: and uh, that's is that and it's so like, there's stocks
1: that go up between them like little like giant trees that root connected to each of them and meet in the middle and then go the other way like elevators going up and down between each other um and so the top one is tamed pastoral landscape and the other untamed wilderness yet both reflect the plane's goodness and its acceptance of law and order when necessary it's like productive work i imagine like super productive inventive gnomes being here or you know some deep like m- rich resource mines of excellent smiths of of dwarven stuff but a lot sure. of greenery as well you know i um, beautiful elven craft and order and trust of one another you know where mm-hmm. creatures get along
0: and and so interestingly enough uh in the outlands its little microcosm city is called trade gate which i imagine to be like a really big, full-on farmers market slash boot fair slash outdoor music festival, mm. uh, and and there's just yeah, just a lot of people um, hanging out, trading goods. Uh, you know, a lot of farmland around the town, city as well, uh, and um, and yeah, that that sort of.
1: Yeah, I could see here Vine. fetch
0: quests of things
1: that are stuck on the other side and characters having to traverse through one of the stalks up to the other like end, you know, or and like the danger is just the, the height or the moving through the plane itself, you know, or your classic for good planes incursions or someone stole something or, you know, something's up, you know, in the plane or even just a shopping episode in Bitopia, you know, where oh, characters Or a shopping episode in Tradegate. In Tradegate either
0: you know i mean the name just says hey and i think the thing about being able to to get get your your how do you get your players to the the outlands or uh, through sigil somehow Mm. um because it does allow them then to do things like this without without being all the way out to one of these planes it's a fun way to get them sort of part way there exactly um
1: i agree uh, the optional rule for here in Bitopia is pervasive goodwill. At the end of each long rest, uh, a visitor that is neither lawful good or nu- uh, lo- neutral good must make a DC ten Wisdom save. On a failed save, its alignment changes to um, lawful good or neutral good, whatever is closer to their original alignment, and then. Uh, I think it like the change becomes like permanent if it doesn't leave within like one d four days, so you can roll that or just choose within four days. You got four days to leave. Otherwise, the creature's alignment reverts normal after one day spent on a plane other than Bytopia, or casting dispel evil and good.
0: And I, I don't want this to become an alignment Dame, episode, no. yeah, um, and getting ourselves stuck deep in the weeds on this. But I don't think that alignment is
1: particularly useful in D anD. D well, I imagine trapping some chaotic evil demon here and seeing it become lawful good as some weird, funny thing. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not totally sure what that means. Like, so is this is this a place that changes people's personalities? Is it change their their base motives? Does it I mean do things like your personalities and flaws and bonds all change if you're here?
1: Well, no, you? you're. Well, maybe,
0: but because those, those things mean cluster, more, those things mean more five e than your alignment does, right? Yeah. But we're always it free to pick and choose and happiness and creatures whatever personality here. or bonds or things we want, regardless of what our our alignment is. Like they suggest various alignment types for our our various traits, but but those things as you as you're creating your character, sort of background story and things like that, you might pick and choose from ones that you know, are are sort of varied, that sort of build up, that sort of more interesting, complex character. So almost to me, it seems like maybe what these places might do or you might suggest if you wanted to make this work in your game, rather than just changing an alignment, which I don't know how what what to say to a player about that. Too many weird generalizations happen in people's head. But what if I said, okay, you gain you gain a new flaw, and you gain a new bond, and you gain, or even switch out those for ones that are listed as particularly lawful or particularly good, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like a way to sort mm. of get it so that, and if the player is willing, you know, to to role play that new sort of vibe with their their character, then I think you can actually see some change at the table. Uh, anyways, that's my quick rant on. How to handle these things as a DM. Yeah, that one I'm not a super huge fan of. Yeah.
1: That optional rule there, but that's okay. Moving on though, if you're ready, go. We move to Elysium, I believe, Elysium. which is the pure neutral good, ultimate goody good plane of all time. The
0: blessed fields. The
1: top of the wheel itself. Elysium, which also is a Greek concept originally, I believe it's also the last, a sci fi movie. The top layer of the, I think the it was underworld. Brad Pitt. Well, of course, it's, it's not, that's not where it was originally from. It's also from Greek mythology. But, no, I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt came first. Right. Uh, I'm probably even wrong. I'm probably, It's probably not even Brad Pitt. <laughs> is the home of creatures um, with unfettered kindness and compassion and a welcome refuge for planar travelers seeking a safe haven. Uh, bucolic? What does that word mean? Bucolic. Hmm. It's bucolic landscapes. Bucolic means relating to pleasant aspects of the countryside and country life um le bon vie <laughs> glimmer with life and beauty in their prime tranquility seeps into the bones and souls of those who enter the plain. it is the heaven of well-earned rest a place where tears of joy glisten on many a cheek which reminds me that many outer planes are afterlives as well yeah, yeah. For, for some worlds
0: well it's, it's odd that this town is called ecstasy in the borderlands that connects to it i would think it would be called tranquility Mm. serenity something like that serenity because because ecstasy doesn't really seem to describe elysium in my mind. makes me think drugs i don't know ecstasy sounds like yeah like like a real like heightened state of excitement where that gives me arborea vibes this place seems like way more chillax this seems like
1: uh, you know this is where all the good dogs go
0: you know yeah yeah this is this is definitely a place where there's a lot less going on like trade gate seemed buzzy and happening. And there's
1: like productive work going on, and there's you know, order. And but this is just like people
0: who are yeah. just chilling out, you yeah. Know? So, if you're in ecstasy now, rebranded as I mean, Serenity, nothing gets done, but everyone's just hanging out, you yeah. know, it's very chill. So, a lot of people just taking
1: walks around the park, exactly. People who just, just want to just to chill out, you know, just need to rest going for a
0: strolls. Bit. Lots of lawn chairs, sort of like on and I could see lawns. a totally chilled out fey creature
1: coming for, sorry, uh, familiar coming from here,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Uh I could imagine I could imagine a couple of uh a couple of beings of some sort, uh, celestial beings uh playing frisbee. Uh just chalk tossing the frisbee back and yeah, forth. Just, and just hanging out, not worried about destroying maybe a, evils. Maybe or, a bit of hacky sack going on or something.
1: Yeah, just people hanging out. It's a super shit, bowling. You know. Not great for adventure, I I imagine, unless it's some sort of
0: rest. Or council meeting, or someone, a cleric meeting their god. There or something. could be a lot of hammocks in uh, in this in this uh, gate town as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's doesn't really. Uh, I just picture this as like some sort
1: of heaven somehow. It's not really clouds in that sort of way. I imagine, but it's just like just like nice nature who told you that heavens it's got chill. clouds countrysides whatever you know isn't that how it's always like it's like a big golden gate in the clouds and everyone lives up in the clouds yeah
0: little angels with wings fluttering between them somehow. but this
1: is just like you know nice open green spaces and just people chilling out you know people have got space and people are near each other if they want to be you know i don't
0: know where we get that iconic idea of like it's of cartoons, clouds and you know? things yeah i know it's it's weird it, it is it's... a little
1: weird although interesting what if you ran elysium like up in the clouds they're both like
0: just floating around on these like cloud beds yeah just totally chilling yeah
1: and be- beneath those clouds are some sort of beautiful nature but there's also little floating cloud you know palaces and whatever something like that like that idea but the optional rule here is overwhelming joy where visitors spending any time on this plane risk becoming trapped by overwhelming sensations of contentment and happiness you get so chilled out and happy that you never want to leave um
0: so, at, with every each, like, every was, single. Oh, yeah. But that was Lotus Land. That's the idea of, yeah. of just being distracted. I mean, that's just, you know, that that could describe a bunch of stoners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but did you spend time
1: on this plane, you get a little bit high. A little yeah, bit. Everybody's
0: <sighs> just so big, they've, like, forgot what time it was.
1: At the end of every long rest taken, you must make a DC 10 wisdom save. And on a failure, the creature is unwilling to leave the plane before taking another long rest. And after three failed saves they are never willing they will never willingly leave the plane and if force removed they will do everything in its power to return unless of course dispel good and evil evil and good
0: that's like that's that's a little bit of a weird curse yeah it's a like you can dispel dispel evil and good and, and remove is that, really that effect the worst
1: curse though like really wanting to go to the best place ever i feel like we're all cursed with that sometimes no
0: yeah, but doing it, everything it sounds like drug addiction. it sounds bit. like drug addiction. If you That's ask true, me, it, it honestly people does being so. sucked into this, yeah. you know, euphoria that they've just—they're lost in. They're not doing anything with their lives. They're just laying in this hammock all day. You're mm-hmm. like, come on, man, do something with your life. Get real. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, man, I'm 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 good here.
1: It might be hard right. to revive or like you know revive someone or bring someone's soul back from twelve
0: step programs
1: yeah imagine someone afterlife is elysium you've only got three failed saving throws so they'll never willingly so the, the leave whole the, plane. the
0: whole party meets in in you know uh, how, like all elysium the... rehab <laughs> yeah Hi, in, like to spell evil and good uh, and... yeah i'm a i'm a fighter uh but i've you know haven't been fought for a long time because uh yeah i've i've been uh i've been in elysium Hi there, how you doing? Or yeah, maybe the mission is to remove someone who's been. I'm an Elysium addict. Like like someone they need for a big fight,
1: you know. And the NPC has been become trapped with overwhelming joy in Elysium.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that that's a fun quest right there. I could see that.
0: It's a different type of cult than a lot of the cults that we run across in D and D are often
1: worshipping. Because there's no worship. It's just hanging out.
0: And this one is just instead, like, yeah. And again, this is where I'm saying like the alignment structure that says this is good, but it's not even bad for you. Other than it's like. I mean, unless you're you're supposed to
1: live a life. Like, if this is the afterlife, then yeah, whatever. Live eternal peace and happiness. Mm. It, does, it but does. I guess mean what you we're talking about right
0: now is vacations.
1: I suppose this this is a good way to like make it so an NPC or a character can't be revived. Yeah, is that they went to Elysium and that their soul
0: is not willing because they will never willingly leave the plane. And so for the gate town, maybe the gate town really is a little bit of a drug as well, like that. While people yeah. are chilling and hanging out there that it's a little bit
1: time can it pass might be by it bit. might
0: be a really hard kind of place town to get out of mm. that people don't want to leave yeah it could get really full that way though but
1: not that it prevents you from leaving like you can leave anytime but you don't want to leave yeah
0: interesting yeah that's what it all every addict says i can quit anytime i want
1: yeah the beast mm. lens are a plane of nature unbound. So we're starting to get into the chaotic side a
0: little bit more I've, now. I always quite like I quite like the Beastlands. Also, sometimes in back in old editions, uh, I think once called the H- Happy Hunting Grounds. Um, <laughs> I don't like that name. <laughs> well, they were. I think when Gygax and company were were first, you know, putting all these things together, they were trying to grab parts and pieces from. Various religions around the world and various you know ideas, and I think this was kind of based on a bit of a uh, a Native American sort of belief set um, of of when you die you go off to a place where the hunting is plentiful and easy. Um, yeah, I imagine this is just a nature zone. You know, we're all well. The idea is that they everything here is oversized, so They're like go. big versions of of those. Really? But, but not to confuse with Feywild
1: either, right? Well, I like, think the Feywild where everything's sort of exaggerated. This is just like endless forests of moss-hung mangroves to snow-laden pines, and thick jungles where, you know, branches are woven so tight that no light penetrates a vast plains where grains and wildflowers have a wave in the wind with vibrant life. And that, like, it really embodies nature's, like, wildness, but also beauty. And also speaks to, like, animals and, you know, the primal nature and things that go there
0: is my imagination yeah yeah um i think the the border town the gate town uh in the outlands is called faunal a-f-f-a-u-n-e-l faunal uh and it's sort of like it's like a safari tour (laughs) right like like it's a bit like disneyland where you like you get on the boat little riverboat sort of thing and and you sort of tour around and they're like hey look over here except instead of being animatronics it's like really like full on, like wild things yeah. happening everywhere. Um, and, and yeah, the getting off the boat is, is unadvisable. Like it's, well, this is like a supposedly sort of good place. I still think of like the way I always would run the beast lands, If you get trapped there, it's actually pretty scary. Because yeah. there is a lot of wild, wild animal type things. Well, if I imagine you're, things are constantly killing each If you're a really great, really great a hunter born. or something, you're probably going to be fine there. In fact, you'll eat like a, a king. But if you're a squishy kind of wizardy sort of type, maybe yeah, not so not good in place. the wilderness. Um, yeah, you're going to be burning out your spells just trying to stay alive every day. Um, good luck to you. Yeah. A fun two optional rules for this one. I think they had
1: really a lot of fun with the second one. But the first one's a simple everyone here has advantage on animal handling, perception, and survival. Everyone's senses are heightened. I think you can scrap this one if you want to make it well, feel like I, visitors
0: are unwelcome. Well, I sort of feel like the idea that, again, the happy hunting ground, we're, like where Like survival's actually easier here because mm. it's so plentiful. Yeah. Like you're not having. Like when you're looking for berries. There's loads of berries. Sure. When you're, like, trying to trap an animal or whatever, loads of animals stumbling into traps. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have any survival skills at all, they're going to be rock-solid awesome here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, rolling, or maybe you it, like rolling advantage it, if yeah. you've got a negative number is still sucks. True. So.
1: Hey, bit better still. And then the other optional rule, which I also quite like, if you're a visitor and you slay a beast native to the plane, you must succeed on a DC-10 charisma save or become transformed into that type of beast as if by the polymorph spell. While in the form, you retain your intelligence and ability to speak, and at the end of every long rest, you can repeat the save, and on a successful one, you revert. Um, but if you fail three times, the transformation can be done only by a remove, curse spell, or
0: similar magic. So could you imagine in Faunal, like on the riverboat tour, there's like some kid who's sitting there on the back of the boat, and like- Squishes I'm like a, a fly. Yeah, a mosquito lands on him, and like, shwack. And the next thing you know, it's like, sh- Johnny, no. <laughs> My he's son's turned gone. into a mosquito I'm sorry ma'am We can't help you He's
1: lost We've lost him That sucks to turn into a mosquito But you return your intelligence And ability to speak So
0: there would be a little mosquito Wait, That comes up you And goes Mom what's going on yeah, Maybe in that case If you can retain that And you can still speak Then yeah Then it's like Okay we'll just get you back To the just make visitor sure center squished Okay You put him in this jar Alright we'll get him back To the visitor center We can get him We'll restore we'll him back it's- Yeah I think it's a cute little one though Moving on Arboria. Uh, this yeah. is
1: where i imagine like super crazy fey afterlife you know a phase where they're like
0: you know they
1: if they isn't good enough going back to the fey wild then this there's... is the ultra insane outer wild outer plane fey wild in my mind larger than life it's pl- place of violent moods and deep affections of whim backed by steel and passions that blaze brightly until they burn out its good-natured inhabitants are dedicated to fighting evil, but their reckless emotions sometimes break free with devastating consequences. I think this is where um, that elven god is. What's his yeah, name? Kor yeah. Cor- something. Coralon. Yeah, Coralon. No. I think this is his sort of home. Yeah. Uh, Rage is as common and is honored as joy in Arborea. There are mountains and forests that are extravagantly massive and beautiful. Every glade and stream is inhabited by nature spirits that brook no infringement. Travelers must tread lightly. So it's a little chaotic and
0: things are always fighting. And, and I'd say and, Sylvan is probably yeah. going to be spoken here a lot. Interesting. Okay, so here's a couple of interesting things. The, the border town, the gate town to this place is called Sylvania. Right, and mm. even the word sylvan we have we see that. But you know, the word Transylvania yeah actually means like trans is sort of is beyond or, or transporting, through right now. Uh, and sylvan w- meant forest, so Transylvania was like the land beyond the forest or through the forest. Um, and so, yeah, sylvania basically being like the forest is that the is name of the in between town sylvania yeah sylvania that's cool I like that and and I sort of imagine it being like I was thinking of it like being like a like a real forest like that trees are houses and uh, part of the city, mm-hmm. like you're moving through like trees Like your classic Elven city type thing. Yeah, you know? it's combined with a little bit of Ewok in there and in a way you oh, go. Oh yeah,
1: I like that. Okay, that's cool. Or like
0: bridges between trees or branches that connect and you know, the houses are built into the trees and around the trees and on the tree branches and it's all through that sort of sort of vibe. I think there's totally uh, the eldrin here as well. On this and the, the link to this, like, once you find the actual gate to Arborea, it takes you to the Olympian glades. It's interesting that word "Olympian" shows up once in a while. Huh. Well, there's um, more
1: combat here. I, I feel almost conquest and in battle of honor, but also being really angry and then going back to having a laugh and getting too drunk out of your mind and um, sort of intense spectrums of things, rather than chill. This is the opposite of chill almost. Yeah. I mean, like, Olympian does sort of suggest it could be competitive, right? It mm, could be. Absolutely. I think there is competition and that reckless emotions break free with devita- devastating consequences, you know? Yeah. And,
0: and this is where then the Pantheon comes into play a lot more, right? Where when you enter the, the planes where there are conflict is a, a bigger part of the story, and as a DM, maybe more interesting as a setting. Um, Than some of the ones we've been discussing, where there's very little going on conflict-wise. In fact, your characters may be the sole point of conflict in a really mm-hmm. good place. These ones, your your players might actually have something to do. Yeah, there they could might be have a chance to problems going on. Yeah, you know? exactly. Be helping or fixing something, or standing up to something that they oppose, or or trying to whatever. recruit someone
1: who's you know being a little bit, you know overly dramatic or you know Mm. caught up in battles they need to recruit them or something but the optional rule here is that there are people feeling an intense yearning to return much like with Elysium except it's not like permanent I can't leave it's like whenever you leave you gotta try and make a charisma save um of five plus every day spent on the plane so you spend a long time there you're probably going to fail. Like, you're probably not going to be able to succeed a DC 370. Let's be real. Um, On a failed save, the creature becomes afflicted with a yearning to return to Arborea, unless you're um, a Cronergy wizard, where you can choose to just succeed by one. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's how you theoretically make a a DC 360 save. Uh, As long as the effect persists, you have a disadvantage on all ability checks, Um, but at the end of each long rest, you can repeat the save. Uh, Dispel Evil and Good also removes this effect. So... If, you know, you want to be somewhat high level enough to be able to cast a Dispel Evil and Good. Um, because if you try and recruit an elf who's been there for a little bit too long, it's going to be, they're going to have a little bit of trouble doing anything. Disadvantage on all ability checks. So, have that spell ready. Um, moving on to Ysgard. Ysgard. This feels like um, uh, Valhalla to me. You know? Yeah, it
0: is. And But there's, yeah, uh, I think... Probably of all of them. There is another one, I thought. Maybe not. This is probably it the most, yeah. Heroic Domains of Ysgard. Isn't that the, even the name of that,
1: like, tree of life, though? Like, that, that ultimate, like, world tree is the Ysgard? Maybe. Or maybe it's Yggdrasil. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But Ysgard is a rugged realm of soaring mountains, deep fjords, and wind-swept battlefields. So it gives me immediately immediate Viking-type field, uh, you yeah. know feeling with summers that are long and hot and winters that are wickedly cold and unforgiving its continents float above the oceans of volcanic rock below which are icy caverns so enormous as to hold entire kingdoms of giants Ooh. outer plane giants humans dwarves gnomes and other beings i can see frost giants as well but i imagine even like this plane is fighting against itself in many ways you know not as much as we'll get to limbo a bit later but this one, in, in sort of ways, the mountains like fight the oceans and the icebergs, and the you know, creatures are always battling against each other, but for honor as well, you know. Um, heroes come to Ysgard to test their mettle, not only against the plane itself, traveling around it, which could be a fun quest in itself if you got that sort of party, but also against giants, dragons, and other terrible creatures that thunder across Ysgard's vast terrain.
0: Yeah, the, this the gate town for this one's called Glorium. And I definitely see it as as like a it's sort of like a gamer uh convention sort of thing that you go right. to. But it's sort of like but instead of like it's not esport gamer, it's definitely a physical like battle, battle sport yeah, of like there's combat. like but it, it's still at the same time you, you wander around and decide which games you want to join. It's like, oh let's play this one and play that one. And you can sort of like, you know, jump in it. It's not it's like maybe a bit like a tournament that you know, without the jousting so much maybe, but it could be like tests of strength or it could be even like... It's not even fighting in some cases. Again, almost think a metal like, against almost the Almost like plane. one of those like Arnold classics where they've got like strong men guys doing like pulling big tractors in one place, but then over in another place they've got like somebody doing like flexibility yoga stuff and then another place there's like people doing bodybuilding flexes and then like maybe another place somebody like doing like cross trails treks and you know there's like oh yeah like you could have guys like doing obstacle and... course climbing stuff and then you know but all these are different like sort of physical sort of challenging sort of things and some creatures fighting
1: monsters and in tests yeah. and you know, for honor in certain ways but the thing the optional rule here which is actually one of the most fun in my opinion is the rule of immortal wrath Ysgard is the home of slain heroes who, very Valhalla, who wage eternal battle on the fields of glory. Any creature other than a construct or undead that is killed by an attack or spell while on Ysgard is restored to life at dawn the next day. The creature has all its hit points restored, and all conditions and afflictions it suffered before its death
0: are removed. Yeah, and wonder if Glorium had a little taste of that as well. You'd be like, it'd be very much like going into, like. You know, one of those places where they've got loads of different video games and like you get some food, then you get a bunch of coins and you wander around, Hey, let's play this one. And if you die in it then it's just little like a few minutes later you're like beep you hear pop back, you're back right? and you're like hey let's do another but one. it also
1: means that you can really throw everything at your players because TPK no doesn't matter you're reborn the next day yeah well and what's the next day time wise like timey wimey you know just planes just, are different right But why so, even wait you know if the whole party dies then boom bring them back. right back yeah. so you can really throw anything you want at your players exactly provided you know you don't make them a little too upset you know that they keep dying but.
0: Well, but that's just them like burning through the coins that they've had to play the various games. It's true. Or maybe once they um, die, too they many win. Times if they win, they the get plane. enough tickets, then they can cash those tickets in for a big plush back toy at, prize. What?
1: What? Back at the in between in what's the place called? Glorium. Glorium. Back yeah, was, Glorium, was, I'm imagining all this
0: is happening in Glorium. Really? It's well, like, I imagine Glorium the big is, real competition is powered. in Isgard because people <laughs> Glorium can is die in Isgard. By Isgard.
1: You die in Glorium, you you know, you still die.
0: you still get a little micro of it. You get a little little flavor of it.
1: Moving on though to ultimate. Chaos, chaos incarnate itself. No, we're, this is beyond. Oh, wait, good, the,
0: or do you want? Aren't we gonna? I think what we should up? do is. Are, how, how are we doing on time? Right? We're at forty. We're nearly forty-four. At this All point. right, folks. I think what we'll do is. That well, to, I want to do limbo, and is, that way we start the
1: the other negative planes. Okay. But. So
0: this will be our last one, and then tune in next week, and we're gonna give her a tour of the lower planes. That's right. And cool. then actually, I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna promise you that they're gonna be more fun than you think. Yeah,
1: these ones are okay you know they're nice but they're not yeah, really yeah. interesting the lower planes it's like going to vegas baby it's true it's where all the good stuff happens although if i were to send my players anywhere i'd probably send them to his card yeah that sounds like a fun like I, i'm tournament sort of, one shot yeah. of some kind i think you could really do it in there rather than just some gladiatorial for some king what are those places called like buster and dave's or something dave and buster's dave and
0: buster's <laughs> yeah i imagine it like that but for fighting I... <laughs>
1: yeah maybe i imagine it also still very natural though somehow like not The grounds type thing, carnival fair, more like, you know, giant colosseum hall set up on the
0: top of mountains and, you know, in deep valleys or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Isgard itself probably more like that. But Glorium's definitely, definitely more (laughs) of a really big restaurant. Yeah. All right. You know, honestly, I kind of do feel that Limbo is
1: is kind of more like negative than it is positive so i think maybe we start yeah. the next episode
0: with limbo i mean limbo is a yeah i mean it definitely is a a halfway between place oh well, we
1: haven't really talked about arcadia though
0: is arcadia on this list it's still on the upper plains
1: but it's like the all the way around uh, yeah, uh, yeah before we like fortitude it's just you know imagine how you know mount celestia's lawful good this is the balance between lawful neutral and lawful good right so this
0: is this is yeah the peaceable kingdoms of arcadia yeah uh, there's perfectly lined trees, ruler straight streams, orderly fields, perfect
1: roads. So everything is perfect geometric shapes. I almost imagine this like could be like a little pop-up book type thing. Uh, and you'll see what I mean. Because I believe here, like day and night is like this literal orb in the sky that rotates. Ooh. You know, like a little like picture book story-esque, you know, it, like rotates like a little dial between night and day, you know. Um like, there's high peaks and lower lows, but here purity is eternal and nothing intrudes on harmony. Unless, like, dot, 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 maybe. Like paper um, cut Mario, like... Yeah. Like paper Luigi and... Exactly. Paper Yoshi, whatever it was. It, but it, the half of the orb radiates sunlight and brings about day, and the other half sheds moonlight. The orb rotates evenly without fail, spreading day and night across the entire plane. Uh, the weather is governed by four allied demigods called the Storm Kings. So, yeah, well, there's cloud king wind queen lightning king and rain queen so you could see feuds between each of those deities i I imagine as well that seems like a lot of weather yeah well i imagine perfect picturesque lightning bolts coming down or you know rain hitting the exact spots or or clouds you know being very even or like making specific shapes you know um
0: yeah, I, I sort of feel like Fortitude, Fortitude is like the, uh, is the gate town. Is that the town. name of the gate it's town? It's the gate no. town for uh, OCD accountants. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, these are people that when they go on vacation, they like to wear a tie and a jacket. Mm. You know, like they, they wear a suit on vacation. But
1: do you remember how Arborio uh, was kind of like for elves? This is for dwarves. You think Arcadia is a in thing? It is in the lore. Uh, it is... Below their beautiful mountains, there are numerous dwarven kingdoms, which have withstood the passage of millennia. Although, if they're born here, they have the celestial type. I always imagine though why things aren't born here; they're
0: reborn here. I guess you know. Especially I if she was a dwarf or something. I, I still, I like, just, I still have trouble with the vibe on this one. Right? Like it just Yeah. This, dwarves, yeah, this dwarves that are all Britopia, like orderly and I don't know. Well,
1: dwarves are super orderly. No. I don't know. Like they make perfect geometric. Imagine like perfect smithing like everything you smith is so perfectly like crooked and jagged in certain ways like minecraft almost well not really like minecraft but that type of idea that things are not spherical or you know odd or you know organic but they've got rigid rigidity to them somehow um but in terms of the the optional rule here i believe it's at the very very bottom just the way it circles isn't
0: there something called the like dwarf home dwarf i don't think there's a plane called dwarf film but i mean isn't moradin somewhere on i'm just gonna do a quick little search here so i'm sort of thinking like okay so moradin's like the chief deity in the dwarven pantheon right and that's mm. like that's fifth edition legit well he's like the big yeah his titles include soul forger dwarf father you know things like that um and i know that's evolved a bit over the things but he's uh he could be here. I yeah. can see him being here. Uh but I'm just sort of quickly trying to see if you know, the the idea of where the dwarf home is, I can't believe it's here. Like it No, this one to me To it me always I always sort of found it was a bit more of a Mount Celestial sort of type. But maybe that was just too much celestial. Um Yeah. I uh Yeah. Not sure, uh, but it doesn't. It does. This seems like the dwarves would all have to have their beards combed and everything. Like <laughs>
1: maybe uh, a little too orderly. I it, could see this one
0: being one that you could cut out.
1: Honestly, all of the in
0: betweeny ones could use a little bit of merging. Yeah. Or, so okay. So this one's a some lot. Some of the lore suggests that uh, dwarf home was formerly located on Mount Celestial, Celestia, uh, Celestia, um, on its fourth layer, Solania. Right. Uh, and then, you know, depending how you buy into all the lore, things happened, things shifted. Um, they were knocked down onto Arc- Arcadia? I don't know, maybe. Uh, you know, it suggests that this layer was also called the Crystal Heaven, many valleys uh, We're talking about Mount I know, I know. And I'm just sort of thinking, like, I think in the older lore, that's where they put, you know, the Dwarf right. Heaven, uh, the Dwarf Home. Um yeah just i don't know uh i just feel that this place is too this is the i don't know this is a place where i think my dwarves anyways anyone i played would probably feel a bit uncomfortable maybe this is like a hill dwarf place then oh wow ouch that sounds like that sounds like really like but you have hill dwarf dwarves at the you know
1: uh, Mount Celestia, you yes, know mountain, okay. you know in the heart of the mountain. Where these sure. are hill dwarfs who can live in the hills and the fields, more and, adaptable for like exactly hanging out with and everybody. are a little bit more chill, you know. But don't mind weather, because clearly Arcadia's sure. got some weather, yeah, and they can be exposed to the elements. But you want to know the optional rule here: planar vitality. While on this plane, creatures can't be frightened or poisoned, and they are immune to disease and poison. So your poisoners are really
0: going to hate this place. So, like, if you're hanging out here trying to, like, do jump scares, just terrible. Yeah. You can't scare anyone here. If you set up a haunted house in Arcadia, it's miserable. Like, everybody goes through it, and, like, you've got the best, scariest things worked out, and you... And people are just like, "Oh, oh that was hi. very good. Oh, well nicely, done. well done. Yes, that
1: was great." No satisfaction. April Fool's here does not exist.
0: Yeah, it's just all of it is like really disappointing for those who are trying to scare, who, who get joy from seeing people scared. By the way, happy April Fools' to everyone. We don't know when they're listening to this. Oh well, we, this is being released on April Fools.
1: We're being recorded. Or April Fools, it's not April Fools. <laughs> it's being recorded on gotcha. April Fools' Day. Yeah, but I suppose that wraps up our quick tour of the Upper Plains.
0: Yeah, so stay tuned for part two, uh, The Lower Plains, which I promise will be much fun. Yeah. All right, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye.